We have a packed episode for you today on Friends Fit 40s. We're going to talk about additional tips for going to the gym, things that you might not think about that will help you make your gym process smoother. We're also going to talk about New Year's resolutions and habits. Get your notebooks ready. Friends Fit 40s is coming up. Friends Fit 40s is brought to you by Laura Mullenbrook and Stephanie Whiteman. This is a podcast about our fitness and wellness journey. We are two working moms who seek to live our best life. However, we are novices in the world of fitness. We are excited to share our ups, our downs, and our roadblocks. Our journey has led us to emphasize the value of friendship, cooperation over competition, and celebrating the small victories along the way. This podcast is an invitation for you to laugh with us and actively construct your best day today and then again tomorrow. Welcome to Friends Fit 40s. So Stephanie, the one of the good things about Facebook and social media is it will remind you of the posts you share and the photos that you've shared. And so this week being the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, all those photos from a year ago are popping up. And as I look at them, of course, I'm thinking about the people running in Florida. I know it's a little bit cooler this weekend, so I think Mm. we really did hit a great weekend last year. I look at our smiles in these pictures, and they're just, we're grinning from ear to ear, and it's just sheer, like, pure joy and happiness. Yes. Like it's not a fake smile at no. all. And it just, I'm just like, oh my God. Cause my, my family is always like, mom, you're not even a fake smile. You know, when we take pictures at holidays, whatever. And I'm like, well, I just didn't have the sheer joy I had in Disney World. Right. <laughs> so that's one good thing about Facebook and Instagram. Another shout out to all of the Walt Disney World Marathon, Half Marathon, 5K, 10K runners this past weekend. We were reliving it with you this this past oh, weekend. So. Such a fun time. Yes. Hope you all did exactly what you wanted to do. Right? Oh. And in the meantime, we've been back at the gym. We have been. And, you know, I mean, we, we're doing some heavy weights before yes. Christmas. And we're just, that's kind of what we're focusing on. Um, we're not signed up for a race right now. We are running, but not long runs of Sundays of eight miles right now. Not but at the moment. instead, lifting heavy. And yeah. so we talked about that. There were just some things that we didn't know when we started at the gym that we kind of wish we would have. Right. Yeah. Or little tips to help your week at the gym go easier. So we want to share them with you. We've yes. got five. All right. Um, so one of the ones I didn't realize was on the bench press, which is one of my favorite lifts. And so that, for those of you who don't know, it's where you lay down on the bench and you're lifting a barbell and typically it's heavy. And the barbell alone, maybe this is a bonus one, weighs 45 pounds. Right. So if you lift it with no weights on it, you're lifting 45 pounds. Right. And it's for chest muscles. And so you always want to start there. Yes. And you can always lay on your back and get free weights, like hand weights. Yeah. Dumbbells. Mm -hmm. And dumbbells. Yeah. 
and use those first to right. see if you can get up to 45 pounds. Right. Yes. Um, though I do think it's harder with two dumbbells than it is with a one barbell. Oh, yeah. Because of the weight distribution. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. You'd want to go to that bar. But if you don't know yes, if that you can, you can lift, lift it, that, then right. I would start with like two, two 10 pounds or, or two, two tens, yeah. yeah. And then also having a spotter. Oh, That's yes. When they talk about having a spotter. Yes. Like that is one of those lifts that you have a spotter. For. We have never done it without a spotter. No. That's why we go. That's gym friend. Yeah. That's right there. That's friend right there. But so on these barbells, there is a bumpy part and it is there for a reason. <laughs> it's to give you a visual of where to place your hands so that you're so that the weight is evenly just distributed. And sometimes we've gotten on there and we've realized we're like, uh oh. And so we set it back down. We don't actually do the lift because our hands aren't on the right spots. And so if you don't know that, if you're a newbie going to the gym, you may not know that. And so we want you to know that going yes. in. Yes. And so. so make sure that you are thinking about your hands in relation to the bumpy parts on that bar. Yes. And make sure that each of the hands is exactly the same way apart. That's going to help you keep that that weight even. And make it easier, like easier to do hard things. So. Right. Another one is, so let's say you're on, I don't even, are they called the cable machines? What are they called? The 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 parts in your gym that are not the free weights and they're not the machine machines, but they have a cable. It's kind of like your, your old school pulley system that you'd learned okay. about in science yeah, class. Like, so like a machine weight. Yeah, something along yeah, those lines. But there's a cable that yeah. connects all the weights. And they're and the all stacked are, like a domino. There you go. Yeah. The weights are stacked. And so they go up in 10-pound increments. And so let's say you've progressed to more than, I'm going to just throw out 30 pounds on your tricep pole, but you're not quite ready to 40 pounds. And you're like, I want something in between, but these weights just go from 30 to 40. So Stephanie told me this tip. You can take a, a what's a disc weight? Now, what are they called? The round, yeah, the round, the round weight, weight that, that you, you would use on the bench press machine, right? So go over and get one of those, maybe a five or two and a half, and you take the pin out of the stacked ten pound weights, and you put that circle weight in, and then you put the pin back through, and now you have thirty five pounds yes. or thirty two and a half. So weight machines do differ on how you add those pounds. Right. That is true. And so um, for some of them, you can just add that circle weight in underneath the pin and yeah. it'll work. Others, they have half pound weights. The kind five of clip pound onto the cable. Yeah, that right. will clip onto the top. But the machines do offer additional ways to weight up that can get in between those 10 pound differences. And so if you can't, if it's not obvious around your machine, uh, ask somebody that's working at that gym yeah. how to do it because um, they don't expect you to go from 30 to 40 pounds. Right. That's a big jump. Yeah. And so you can just figure it out. And then that way it's going to make your lifting processes a little bit easier. Exactly. One that we've been using here recently, just especially during the holidays when it was busy, we wanted to make sure we got our run in on the treadmill, but didn't have a lot of time is to go ahead and run at your regular working out pace, whatever that is, for about three quarters of the time that you are allotting to this workout. So let's say you have 20 minutes to get a run in and that's all you can run today. And so at fifth, for 15 minutes, you're going to go ahead and run at whatever pace that you would normally run at. And then the last 
five minutes of your workout, you're going to increase your pace by a tenth for each of the last four minutes. So that if you're running at a 4.5, then at 16 minutes, you're running at 4.6 and so on. But then the last minute, you're going to go ahead and go up two or three more tenths of your pace. And that way, only for one minute are you going at that really hard pace. And so you're increasing your calorie burn and you're just increasing the effort that you're putting in for this workout if you only have that short amount of time. Yeah. And it helps you work on your speed. Yep. Uh, This is, by the way, something that we completely made up. This is not something that we've read. (laughs) Um, But we found it to work really well for us because there have been just times that we've gone to the gym that we can't do our 35-minute run or whatever it is that we plan to do. So we're like, you know what? We're going to do a short run today, but we're going to really increase that intensity, and we're going to make this run worth our time. Yeah. So so that's been really helpful for us. Tip completely by us, we think. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Good luck. Give it a try. Yeah. Another one, and we've read about this one, but I've also done it. In fact, mine is in there right now. Um, Go ahead and pack your gym bag. At the beginning of the week. So pack it on Saturday, pack it on Sunday when you're done doing your laundry. Um, I actually take the clothes from my laundry basket to my gym bag. I don't even put it in my closet because I don't care what I'm wearing at the gym. I just need some tops and some bottoms and some sports bras and socks. Put it in your car on Sunday night so you don't have that excuse that you forgot your clothes. Yeah, so that, go ahead I love and that. put it in. And you just leave it in there. Like when you come back from the gym, put it back in the car and you just take out your clothes you wore to work maybe. Um, maybe have an all, another small like reusable bag that you get at the grocery store and you put your your clothes that you wore to work in there. And But that way you're leaving the actual gym clothes in the bag and you never have to worry about not having them. That so. is a great setup. I mean, there is some, uh, there has got to be a way that you can have a really slick setup and you just do that same thing yes. every single week. It's those habits. Yes, those habits. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that in our next yeah, segment. Yeah, we are. Um, so another one is foam rolling. Now that is not a fancy word. It's just a way for recovery. And you'll see them at your gym. They're, they come in really big. It looks like a piece of styrofoam, but it's shaped in a cylinder. And you can do all different kinds of rolling to recover your muscles after lifting weights or running. You can also buy handheld ones. We actually found one that fit in our um, sling bag after our half marathon yes, so we that did. we could roll out in between rides. And so if you don't feel like you want to invest in one yet, using a frozen water bottle or tennis ball can work um, or they can be really inexpensive. You can find them at Marshall's, Amazon for less than 15. And in fact, if you go back to season one, episode 13 with our interview with Rebecca Wilmes. Yes. With, she will tell you because we asked her, we're like, we're so sore after running. She's like, foam rolling. She's like, we're, we're keep popping ad, but she's like foam rolling. So right. <laughs> take it from a um, collegiate cross country coach, uh, Olympic qualifier. Yes. She says foam rolling. Yep. Um, and then this is a bonus. So you're lifting weights, you're doing heavy weights, you get that callus on your uh, hand where you're wedding ring or other rings that you wear because of how you hold the weight, I guess, is how you why you get them. Uh, you don't want that, maybe. So either two things. You can just replace your wedding ring. I mean, you'll keep your wedding ring and wear it for other occasions, but not to the gym, and use a silicone ring. And so it's just a lightweight rubber. Um, they call them in all kinds of shapes, sizes, uh, engravings, and colors. And I actually wear these. Um, I get mine from Enzo. 
it's an online site. Or I know Dick's Sporting Goods has a brand that you can go into the store and buy, and they even have a little like ring um, sizer. Uh, or if you want to wear your wedding ring to work, they suggest putting that on your key ring so you won't lose it and having your silicone ring to wear at the gym. So that was my bonus. Awesome bonus there. All right, Laura. All kinds of extra tips for the gym. As promised from last week, we're going to talk a little bit about visiting our New Year's resolutions. Now, if you listened to our podcast last week, uh, we asked you to think about a resolution that you might want to have. Are you a resolution person? I'm really not, Stephanie. I mean, you're pushing me to create a word, but I am I am going on my word. I've done all kinds of things. That's a whole other episode. We'll revisit those words that we said are going to be our words for 2023 in another episode. But I'm not. I just I just try to make each day good and try to do good things throughout the year versus like giving myself a resolution. So, okay. Yeah. And so you set goals and you work to meeting those yes. work towards meeting those goals. But I don't necessarily do them on January first. Okay. So it's just as needed. But I know you are. I am. And yes. so it's interesting because uh you are actually with the majority of the population. Ah. Only 38 to 39% of people make resolutions. That's very interesting because I know, I feel like songs are written about New Year's resolutions. And I mean, it's kind of a, like, it's out there in the marketing of New Year's. It's yeah. like resolutions, but it's not something that a lot of people do, evidently, huh? Right. Yeah. Okay. It, You're in the minority. And I'm in the minority. It's one of those, for me, temporal landmarks. But you also know that I love temporal landmarks just because, yes. right? So first of the first of the year, first of the month, first That's of the all week. all the temporal landmarks. Except if birthday. The only thing needs to be is like you need to be a January 1st baby. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> you would have all of them in one time. Yeah. You would never need one again except for every Monday and every first of the month. And, right. Yeah. Every new school year, all yeah. that stuff. So uh, ironically, though, only about 9% of resolutions that are made in January are actually kept through the entire year. That number doesn't surprise me. I no. th- Yeah. I think that's pretty typical. And I think it's hard. I mean, you think about how hard it is to uh, maintain an exercise plan or how hard it is to lose weight if you Mm want to lose weight or, you know, do whatever it is that you make a resolution to do. It's it's very, very hard. Yes. And it's all about creating those habits. Yes, it is. So habits. And so this is really interesting. When we started doing our workouts together, and we've been doing this, what, three, four years now? Since 2019. So yeah. yeah. So we're in year four. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, when we started doing these workouts uh, together, we started researching habits um, as connected to this regular exercise, this regular food diet type thing. And And a lot of them are very similar. The information out there, the books written have similar information. Yeah, they do. So a couple of books that I would recommend, and we've talked about these before, is The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, D-U-H-I-G-G, Charles Duhigg, and Atomic Habits by James Clear. Mm -hmm. So The Power of Habit is um, talks a lot about how habits motivate and drive us. Right. Mm -hmm. And Atomic Habits is really more about how to make it happen. 
So the idea behind a habit is that our brains are looking for the least resistant way of going about doing things. And so they create these habits. We create these habits that we have all day long. They're ones that we don't even think about. And the reason... Right. Like, what's the first thing you do when you wake up? That that has become a habit that right. you do. Whatever yes. it is, for everybody, it's different. Yeah. Our brains are looking for the method of least resistance, the least amount of things that you have to think about, right? And so um, the most efficient way is to create this habit. So if you think about, like a place that you go to work or a place that you drive every day mm-hmm. to school or whatever, oftentimes you don't remember getting there. It's because it's habit. Yeah. And our brain is just going in automatic. Yes. And so um, when we think about then our lives as being habits stacked together. They really are. Then we can also think about what it takes to be able to change those habits. And so there is some kind of construction with habits in that there's a cue, a craving, a response, and a reward. And that's kind of how habits are put together. So for example, let's just say that you um, have a a cue on your table that is a, a dozen donuts. And so you see that dozen donuts, that's a cue. Your craving is, I want to have those donuts. I want the sugar. Your response is, you eat those donuts. And then the reward is that sugar high. It tastes good, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and it tastes good. And so sometimes those habits are good habits, and sometimes those habits are not so good habits, right? Yes. And so we have to think about what our cue, our craving, our response, and our reward are for those habits that we want to keep And then we need to think about how to make invisible those cues, unattractive those cravings um, in order for us to get rid of those habits that we don't want. So something to think about. Yes. There is science behind getting rid of all the sweets, right? So you don't have those cues anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. Or setting out like a whole pile of water bottles so that in front of you, you were reminded. To drink water. To drink water. Instead of. The, un- the unhealthy choice, soda right. or whatever it is. Yeah. So the uh, power of habit and atomic habits are going to give you so much information about these things. And I'm going to tell you that we did a little book studies so that we could get the information and share it with you guys. But Stephanie read them and I listened to them in the car. And both of those books were really easy to listen to because um, you can chunk it up, especially when you're not listening to Friends with 40s on your way to work. You could listen to one of these books and audio books because I feel like these types of books are easier to listen to like than a fiction book because it's facts and you don't have to keep up with the story plot. Yeah. And so, you know, if something pulls out in front of you and you have to respond quickly, you're not like in this trance of this, you know, um, some character than a fictional story. And so I recommend listening to these in the car. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, one of the things that we need to think about in terms of our resolutions or like changing our behavior or those kinds of things is there are habits that are called keystone habits. Mm. These are habits that a bunch of other things ride on. Okay. There are habits that if you change one of these habits, it's going to have a domino effect. Gotcha. And allow you to change other things easier. Well, this sounds like the kind of habit we all want. Right? Yeah. And so when you're thinking about your resolutions and thinking about that cue and that reward system and, and all of those things and how you need to change those things, one consideration is selecting a keystone habit 
uh, to change as opposed to anything else. Okay. okay. So and what so, would these be, right. Stephanie? Yeah. So you can do a search on Keystone Habits, and I think that it's going to vary depending upon who you are. Like, like, what's the one thing that you need to change in order to have a domino effect for everything else? But um, here are some considerations. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing is getting up and making your bed in the morning. That has been proving keys to don't have it because um, all of a sudden you're more productive. Yeah, um, you've already done one thing and right. you haven't even stuck at the door. That's yeah. what I've heard about making your bed. And um, and then you come home and your room is clean. It allows you to think and relax and maybe sleep better and all of those things, right? Getting into a bed that is made is so much more comfy to sleep in, yeah. right? And so making your bed in the morning may be something you might want to consider. I don't know that I would consider doing multiple things because I think getting up and making my bed in the morning could be a whole year-long process before I made a habit, right? Yeah. Especially because I'd have to get up super early. But here's another one that is interesting to me and makes sense. Instead of focusing on minimizing your sweets or minimizing your chocolate or whatever it is that you're trying to minimize, focus instead on logging in your food every day. Mm. It can, when you get to do it on a regular basis, it becomes automatic, right? It becomes a habit, but it doesn't, it cannot take very long. I think the beginning days of doing it, it's a little bit time consuming. And so you have to allow yourself that time, but just seeing what you eat is big. It's huge. And and for a lot of people that that act of logging in your food then leads to other kinds of habits like thinking about what it is that you're eating and thinking about the trends of of you know in the morning I do this and in the evening I do this. And maybe logging your food leads to going to the gym or working out or walking daily because right. you're in that healthy mindset. Yeah. So logging in your food is considered a keystone habit. Um, Another keystone habit, if you want to go a completely different direction, is just um, thinking about how you dress every day and making the effort to just dress in the way that you want to be perceived. Okay. And you think about that. You know, those days you wear comfy clothes or that you're not quite 100% there, you know, you behave differently. Yeah. And so that, that dress might be for you the habit that pushes you forward in your career or your work or whatever it is, right? So one last keystone habit, although there are lots of them out there, and again, for you, a keystone habit might be different than for somebody else. Mm -hmm. But we know based on the research of the science of happiness that the act of gratitude every day is really a good thing. And so taking that time to pause and be grateful for something, somebody, the life that we are gifted is beneficial in many, many ways. Uh, So as you think about these habits, you think about these keystone habits, um, one last suggestion is to figure out ways that you can stack your habits so that you are... They they, they both talk about that in their books, right? So that you're connecting this habit to something that you're already doing, which makes it easier. So if you get up in the morning and you brush your teeth, maybe you think, brush my teeth, make my bed. Mm-hmm. Right. So if your habit is already brushing your teeth, then you're connecting that making your bed to brushing your teeth. There you go. Uh, logging in your food is one that I've had a hard time remembering to do because it's hard to stack for me. And so one of the things that I have to do is just set an alarm on my phone. That is my logging in my food food time okay. a couple times a day. Okay. And that is is another thing that I could do. So just some ideas for uh, creating those New Year's resolutions and making them stick. All right, Laura, now it is time for our... 
weekly homework. We've given you all kinds of actionable things uh, in this episode today. We've talked about all different kinds of ideas and things that you can do for the gym, Mm -hmm. getting to the gym and trying things, not just like how to do a bench press a little bit easier, but even trying out that bench press. Maybe we've given you some ideas for just getting in there to begin with and and doing the weights. Um, We've also talked about the habits, the New Year's resolutions, the Keystone habits, all of those things um, to try. So we really gave you a pretty good episode. We did, Laura. (laughs) Go. Uh, We're going to pat ourselves in the back because you know what? We need that too. It is full of fun. So what are you going to do? Are you going to try one of these gym tips or are you going to go and find one of these books? Are you going to read it? Right? Read part of it. Listen to it. Read the cliff note version. Any of that's going to work. Or are you going to just jump right in and and think about a keystone habit and something that it is that you want to try? Remember... At the beginning of the year is a good opportunity to reflect and make change. But also, we have opportunities every month, every week, every day, every hour. Every season. Every season. And with that, enjoy your week. Go. Move. Breathe. Share kindness with others. You You got got this. love friends fit 40s subscribe to our podcast leave a review and share the podcast with your friends tag us when you share so we know you are enjoying our work also follow us on instagram feel free to email us at friendsfit40s at gmail.com with your thoughts and comments we'd love to hear from you